Why is this the one Yo. fucking time I didn't take good notes? <laughs> Literally, it's like all these episodes, paragraphs, par paragraphs, paragraphs. And this one, it just <laughs> says, we talked to Javier a lot. <laughs> I mean, we did do that. We did. We did that. That's that's an accurate fact. It's true. It's true. We did talk to Javier a lot. Um, the session started with Agave and Javier reuniting. Agave noticed Javier and returned to his arms. They hugged, and then Javier was introduced to Jason and Tish. Jason, when shaking Javier's hand, investigated him and used his mythos powers, and he, like, split into all of these different personalities. Jason asked the questions, ba -ba 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 -ba. what drives this man to run Aranios the way he does? Um, and that was, like, the, young, the idea the younger generation needs to surpass him, this idea of generational trauma and overcoming the past. The other question was, what... Morally valuable attributes does Javier possess. He's very true to his word. He's a leader. He cares about people. He's self-confident and has strong conviction. Um, and then the final question that Jason asked was, what was the next step in the story of Javier's life? Um, and he wants infighting to stop. He wants stability, and he wants to be a good father. Um, and so after Jason got the answers to those questions, they continued to talk about things for a while. Do you remember who they talked about? I do, actually. I, I have it written down. Don't. A certain person that Jason has a close relationship to and is invested in their endeavors. Oh, yeah. Javier was like, can I help with the Calvin Cyrus campaign? And Jason refused. Mm -hmm. Which I remember being a very difficult decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. And then Calvin won anyway on a six out of 10, which was just great. Yeah. It's a good closing role. There was also an important clue that Robert got where he asked, Is it dangerous for Agave to be close to this person? And he got a straight up no. And then we discussed um, plans for next. And I think it was mostly us planning on breaking Allie out of her parents' house. Yeah. Oh, and Tish yes. also has an advertising deal with the family now. God, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh, God. What do you think a yeah. Tish hotel commercial would look like? Well, it, it was discussed. Uh, it's oh, Tish it was a stunt. It was her yeah, climbing was the tower. Yeah. Kaz hasn't shown up in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John, John sent out a message. Information. <laughs> Yeah, Robert did also receive some information from John in a text about, for one, that he intends to go find Vare, and that he has a lead on how to do that. And mm -hmm. second, that uh, Kaz needs to be worried about. Things aren't right. No, would you recap the exact specific wording? Kaz is in Enrique's possession. Uh, Enrique being a member of the family, and they seem to be in one of his casinos. Cool. I, I thought that information was in there, along with something's wrong with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He also elaborated that Kaz is not themselves and hasn't been since the labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> How does uh, Robert react to those texts? I think the first thing he does is share it with the crew. He spends some time thinking about what he sends next and contains a line that he doesn't know who this Enrique character is, but if anyone's keeping Kaz anywhere, that's got to be a dangerous fellow, so we should be worried. And second, that he doesn't 
really trust John. He's kind of distant and he can't get a read on him. But at the same time, he's the only one who seems to have a lead. So he kind of like asks for uh, input on both of those. Of Should we rescue Kaz first? We have like three concurrent rescue missions going. <laughs> We're going to split up. I feel like I can handle one. <laughs> Enrique and Ronnie is. <laughs> Tisha's and... like, you five go to one and I'll handle the other two. <laughs> <laughs> you would be pretty good at rescuing people, Tish. I think that, Thank that's you. true. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think I might be able to open a window up here. Like, I don't think they're expecting anybody to pull me out the side of the building. I don't think they're prepared for that. Well, there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Okay. I guess Tish is doing the alley rescue alone. We, we do still have to talk about the issue of her health care. There's a cat under the bridge, and if I get hurt, I can do magic healing and stuff. Agave, how soon can we talk to this cat? I don't know. You just you go under the bridge and like you hope the cat is there. I guess. Can you take me now? Doroy is going to walk out with a first aid kit at this point in time. Walk out of where? Where are we? Physically? Out of the CCC. We're, we're still in the CCC, right? I thought this was a group text. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was a group chat Group chat as well. Yeah, Deroy's just well, yeah. first aid emojis. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would think that maybe after the conversation started picking up, Robert might have started an act, a voice call between us. Tay, as soon as the thing about Enrique is said, by the way, pasted an incredibly like in-depth bio on Enrique, including all of the information that we got from the family meeting. Because like Tay straight up has like photos of him from inside a vent, right? Yeah, could you say what that information is? Anything that could be found on the internet, right? So his business ventures his casinos another important piece of information is tay types that he has a lot of people who are powerful under him magic powerful because that was something that was shown at the meeting enrique has his goons it's true he's got tartar and monsters following him around yeah marcus do you want to give some info on enrique probably the chief financial officer of the uh family company he doesn't have direct holdings, but he has a very in-depth uh, role in moving money around within that business. Yeah, he's the chief financial officer of the Uranios hotel chain. Yep, and on top of that, he ha he uh, is fully in charge of the subsidiary uh, gaming franchise of it. Yes, the Golgotha Gambling Gala. Is that what it's called? Golgotha? Yep, the GGG. I don't think it's the Gambling Gala. I think it's the Gaming Gala. I feel like... Do you prefer gambling or gaming? I think GGG is most common, and people say gambling or gaming, depending on which location they're at. If it's more <laughs> geared towards like a, an old school casino versus a more uh, Dave and Buster's. I wouldn't say Dave and Buster's, but like more that like younger audience kind of thing, a as opposed to the what is Dave and Buster's like if not the child casino? <laughs> yeah, but like. They're not that messed up. So he's the CFO of Aranios, and he's the guy who... He's de facto in charge of the gaming subsidiary. And I think as Robert receives that, he's going to try to forward that to some of his... Uh... Oh, hang on here. Let me check the tag. Enrique's a nice guy. Why would he be, like, holding anyone prisoner? Oh, I don't know, Agave. I will say I did not get 
positive vibes from that man. While that's happening, Robert's going to start sending this information to his network of informants and try and circulate it to see if we can get some extra intel off that in the future. Like, he's a little off-putting at first, but, like, he's super generous with his money. How true is that, man? It's pretty true. There have been quite a few charity events and galas he's thrown for various causes. How legit are they? They're not. Investigate. They're not? <laughs> investigate. <laughs> investigate so I can tell you they're not. Yeah, you should investigate, actually. I shouldn't have just given that to you for free. I don't think that's easy to find out, actually. I think it does take yeah. some measure of investigation to discover that. Do you want me to roll and see if Tay actually knows that? Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I get to use my new tag, fuck rich people. Okay, so fuck rich people. It would be difficult, though, because he's, like, hiding under the uh, umbrella of the... Um, what are their names? There's so many of them. You're also a master of stealth and hiding. Do you yeah. want to... Do a contested roll. This should be a contested roll, yeah. Shell companies okay. within shell companies within shell companies. Yeah. I like extravagant riches, but I also like your weakness. Gems don't glitter in the shadows. I like naked avarice. I like selling hopes. I like the vault. That's just all of the tags. I like turning invisible. What are you talking? (laughs) Didn't we have like a very long conversation literally yesterday about not wanting to run too many tags? Three of those were weaknesses. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have no idea what's going on, and you're just running around with your heads cut off completely mindlessly as I read off three weakness tags. Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you just read off words before I have a time to figure out what any of them are. (laughs) Gemstone glitter in the shadows is so applicable to this. When I mouse over it, it says we must be seen. Extravagant riches, that's obviously extremely applicable to this. That doesn't warrant explanation. Wait, I have something, I have anything to say. Can I speak? Go ahead. (laughs) Gemstone glitter in the shadows applies when when you don't have a bright, opulent something to distract from what you're doing in the shadows. And the bright, opulent something is the, um, the family's other out-of-city charitable stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that does apply from how I interpret it. Hmm. Yeah, they have built so like, many hospitals in nondescript locations. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that that is a known thing and seen gives Ricky a lot of cover for his horse shit. Okay, Would yeah. Tay be compelled by that, though? Because I think Tay is somebody who has specifically done hacktivism and exposing bad charities before. Like, I think yeah, that's, I think against that's, Tay, it should be a weakness. I don't think Tay is compelled by that even slightly, because it's very intimately aware of all of the like ethical issues around philanthropy and how oftentimes... That makes sense, but there's also no, like, nobody's talking about it. There's no information on the internet to find because nobody's talking about it because he's effectively distracted them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should not apply, actually. You've talked me into it. Out of it. You've talked it, you've talked me (laughs) into not having it, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's go. Yeah, and armed security details about people. Literally pe- keeping people out of server rooms, which is a bigger part of hacking that people like to think about. Mm-hmm. But that's not how Tay ha- hacks at all. Yeah, but how are they going to get in? There's, it's not connected to anything. Like it's mm. there's. This is going to be a thorough analysis of the way the funds are actually being used by the organizations. 
Yeah, this is purely so, electronic. This is purely yeah, but... indexing the effectiveness of the charity and what bang for buck you're getting. What about naked avarice, though? Naked avarice? I think that one should apply. Surely your incredible greed would cause these to be a bit questionable. Sure. Approval. I only have a plus two here, so. Approve all. All right, let's see what we get. Does anybody want to use help or hurt? I mean, I could, but I won't. How are you doing this? And what is the source of your thing? So the source of my thing is the moment that Tay and I had while chipping away at the walls of Casa C-Note. Yeah, the CC. Yeah, yeah. And um, Deroy was muttering offhandedly about a case that Ananya was working on that happens to be re related to misappropriation of funds among charitable organizations within the city. Yeah, I think Ananya has a connection with an investigative reporter who's doing a deep dive on one of these charities. And like, there's something off about it, but they can never close the story. Mm -hmm. Right? They just keep getting like chasing endless rabbit holes. Yeah. And so I think it's like it. weird, but it's never illegal. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like painfully obvious to Tay that things that it's a sham, but like they don't have evidence that would be like sway the public or be admissible in court or anything like that. It's just they figured it out, but they don't technically have proof. Also, it's kind of like like uh, the Susan J. Komen Foundation, I believe is what I'm thinking about, the Pink Ribbon like Breast Cancer Organization. If I'm remembering correctly, that charity is terrible in terms of the amount of money that's actually contributed to the cause, like the effectiveness of the charity, super, super, super low. Wages for people in the organization, high up people in the organization, super, super high. I might be wrong about that. I might be misremembering. But there are charities that are like that, and that's just completely legal. Like there are charities that are just outright a bunch of your money is going to hyper wealthy people. And so, that's just legal. That's Enrique's just charities aren't what is being aren't siphoning money directly to the ultra wealthy though. They're just kind of like shuffling money around in circles and like laundering it and stuff. He yeah. doesn't use that as a direct means of income. But he also does do charity events. It's just a um, very small yes. amount. So he does like public events and things, but always in ways that prevent money from leaving his hands. Yeah. Well, like the, the money that does get spent is spent on things that you would have spent it on anyway, but tax yeah. free. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and give uh, Ren a chance to ask their questions. Yeah, you've just kind of. I feel of like, like we gave them a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like at least one should be a specific question Ren gets to ask, though. <laughs> Do you think you've gotten two clues worth of questions off of us just spinning all of this up? I don't know. Um, I want to think about the complication, though. I really want Rookie to be able to ask a question back. I guess Marcus could just ask the question back, but I don't know why Ricky would know about what I'm doing at all, which is a shame. Ricky has Ricky has, has yeah he has very expensive uh, security specialists uh, security compute computer security specialists on staff. Okay. I didn't actually use any of my hacking tags, but flavor wise, we're going to say that I actually did get to some secure information, or I exploited something that wasn't fully secure, and someone noticed. Okay. Something like that, you know? Yeah, well, I also think that your tag, Gods Freak Me Out, is an interesting one. That yeah, means... there was a mythos weakness applied here. Yeah, that means it, it pings on the edge of Enrique's awareness. You are trying yeah. to penetrate his domain right now. This is his land. You're trying to infiltrate the realm of the gods. 
specifically the realm of the dead. Yeah, it is pure ghost fire tags, but it's. I think it's. It, you got any ideas for what's interesting here for the comic? But your very existence is mythos. I think it sh- should be. Ricky can ask any question he wants. How do I uh, turn this information leak into a weapon against my foes instead of myself? I don't fucking know. Jesus well, Ricky Christ. wants to know, dude. I don't know. What else would he care about? I have an idea for you. So Ricky finds out there's some kind of security vulnerability or exploit, and you can use that as an excuse to make the city government pay for more of your server space. You can advocate for cybersecurity as like a pressing issue. Yeah, subsidize computer security as like a response to this happening. Yes. Um, and have that try to overshadow the story about what was actually stolen. Yeah. That yeah, I like that. Seems, yeah. Cool. Suddenly, like, astroturfed campaigns of people very concerned about cybersecurity come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's your question? Oh, I haven't been thinking about that. Um, Why? Why, dude? I've you been thinking about all this shit that I've been saying. This what? one roll is like 10 minutes long, guys. Um, That's how welcome it be. to City of Mist. That's how it be. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Classic City of Mist gameplay. You roll the dice and then you spend like 15 minutes interpreting it. I love it. I'm just going to start talking back to Agave. I'm going to technically bank my clue, but possibly use it like at it through this conversation. Tay's just going to say, Agave, you're a... Uh, Enrique's charities are not very uh, uh, effective. And also, he doesn't actually give away any of his money. Other people give away their money, but he doesn't do that. He just convinces other people to give away their money. Isn't that what charities do? Mm, yeah, yeah, but like, that's... This guy's still... the Gordon Ramsay of cooking the books. Like, this this is some weird bullshit. It, he, he uses those charities for political leverage and such. But like, that's just how politics works. I mean, yeah, you're completely right. Most charities are entirely, are largely ineffective at what they do and extremely manipulative. Like, I agree with that. But, uh... Like, candidates never wanted money directly from my family. They were always like, make a donation to this charity of mine. Yeah, and you see why that's problematic, right? That's just how things are. If Tay had eyes, it would be looking expectantly at somebody else. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um there's a conflict of interest there and just just because uh a certain behavior is part of the status quo does not mean that we can aspire towards more accountable more clear and perhaps more ethical methods of shaping the city around us well like charities exist to solve temporary problems and Maybe the problem that it's solving isn't the problem that you think it's solving, you know? I guess, like, in an ideal world, we wouldn't need them. Yeah. I'll agree with that last part. In any case, Enrique's a very powerful man with a lot of experience manipulating people. A lot of money. And I certainly would not put it past him 
to kidnap people. Agave, if I'm being honest, I would not put it past any member of your family to kidnap people. Would you say anything correct in that? I mean, maybe Mia. She didn't seem very interested in it, but... Well, Mia has always said the best audience is a captive audience. (laughs) Oh my god, what the fuck, dude? Why are you just just gonna drop a bomb like that and expect not to get acknowledged? That was so solid. God damn. And like, I, I wouldn't suspect my siblings of kidnapping but i guess like really? they kind of kidnapped wait, wait. our dad for many years didn't they also kidnap that john guy yeah but that was john you know <laughs> no why um... do you people not extend the same compassion what did this john guy do i don't know i was he captured? I, I thought he was staying in like a suite or something. You did see that he was beat to shit after the fact. Oh wait, no, you didn't. I did no. not. No. <laughs> I, didn't see that. Wait, did I think. Did you see that as we went into the labyrinth? Yeah, I think no, Robert is gonna. Saw yeah, John. No, no. You definitely no, John, never. John, John was in really? back to work. John was in the tent at the mouth of the labyrinth. John was in the labyrinth, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's he true. He came out of the tent and he was beat to shit. And didn't like Micah try and heal him? Yeah. Like, but did John say that. how he got beaten up? I don't think he did at all. <laughs> I think he just brushed right past that. Yeah. I could imagine him being very eel-like in that scenario, though. You might be confusing John with me in real life, though. There's no way Agave would think John was beaten up by their siblings. It hasn't crossed their mind. I don't see that connection being made at all. Agave, your your family is part of the mob. What do you mean you wouldn't expect them to kidnap people? Like, well, like kill people, right? I don't know why Enrique would kidnap Kaz. Because, like, well, I guess I don't know what Kaz has been doing. But I, I don't think they've been, like, hitting the casinos. I feel like we'd have seen that on the news. Well, when, when did you last see them? It has been a while. What were they doing the last time you saw them? You're going to get a text saying that Kaz's identity has been subsumed since the labyrinth. Very timely from John. Yeah. <laughs> Who's getting this text? Is this is this in the Gave. group chat? The new phone. The, the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have act? Does John have access to this group chat? I don't think that's. I don't think everybody blocked him. I think John is just in yeah. a separate group chat with John, yeah. and he sends out that mass text. <laughs> John is in a separate group chat with with John. Oh, yeah, like there's multiple group chats which include and disclude people we do or don't like sometimes. Hmm. Also, I don't mind just giving him the number. <laughs> by making it up on the spot. <laughs> just insta beam it oh, into John's funny. head. We make up what the number actually is and literally tell it to John. Yeah. But Wei has to bleep it out so that well, no, we don't even have don't to do that. Calls. We can just we can just yeah. say John knows no. the number. It's effortless. Yeah. I think it's funny if we say some numbers though. And like uh, this is literally something that happened. Yo. You know the number. number and anyway, point like is, you can get this message to us. Um, right? the number. 
Will's rubbing his forehead right now. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Why are you rubbing your forehead right now, Will? Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Will does that John gets a message to the party, and Robert looks up and goes, how does he always know right when to send these things? What do you mean by Kaz has been subsumed since the labyrinth? Um, <laughs> just say that out loud to their phone. <laughs> Robert, no, that was clearly a text. Okay. No, but like, if they, if they did say that out loud to their phone, Robert would have transcribed it for them. Jason, John, Jason's going to say something. That, you know, all of by the way, all of Agave's texts are like eighty percent emojis. Yeah, that was established in like season one. I think Robert has a hard time reading them. Jason's going to say, "Oh my God, your omnilingualism went away." <laughs> Before yeah. you had perfect comprehension, and now yeah. you. Now you're struggling. You're, yeah, now you're riding the struggle bus. Jason's going to say, I remember something changed in Kaz as we were leaving the labyrinth. Yeah, it went off the rails. You're texting. Um, John is going to state that... Um, you're texting. The story of... No, no. John is going to say that... You're texting. The dark forces undermining Kaz's personality won out out of fear of protection for their loved ones at the end of the labyrinth, and consequently they have been subsumed by a malicious entity akin to the Headless Horseman. Oh, the in-universe mythos reveal! Oh, that's fresh. So, like, it's like a possession thing, right? Didn't Kaz's head always come off? That's, I feel always. like, the primary thing that's been told to me about them. That's the primary... They're a racer, and the fact that their head pops off is the primary thing to... Yeah, that is... That, that is accurate! That is accurate to the dialogue. <laughs> I believe. I mean, that's a notable feature, I think. People also don't have, like, emotional conversations with Tay about their friends. People also don't have, like, heads that just pop off. Yeah. So many good opportunities for pranks. I mean, I mean, it kind of sounds like they were always kind of like the Headless Horseman. What does that mean? Yeah, they did have, I mean, the bike and the head coming off, obviously, but it, it wasn't, I mean, they were still them, you know, they were still. They got a lot person. scarier. But <laughs> yeah, they, they got a lot scarier. There was something kind of just nonchalant and soulless in the way Kaz approached um, Kaz Solace <laughs> approached that um, field of fire that that burning of the impurity and I think in that moment something something changed about them they let go of an inhibition that was holding them back and I think something yeah I think something dark took over so maybe Enrique's locked them up for their own good mm. uh I think John's going to make a roll here, actually. Say what you want to do before you say you're making a roll. John is going to try and convince Agave, but I know that convince with like party members is kind of weird, so I think it's more of like a change the game to impart the plot lines that John is aware of in so far. I think as my ruling was that if you want to convince another character, you have to just do it in dialogue and you can't roll. Like You can't forcibly cause someone to believe something. So again, I think it's more of a change the game to impart the plot lines, like to impose a supernatural understanding 
and perhaps like eureka moment on agave as they mm-hmm. reflect on enrique's actions i feel like it would be quite hard to do so because agave is still in recovery they're also so far away from john right now how much of a penalty do you think this should be nick from a scale of one to six how hard do you think it should be for john to beam this info into your head i feel like maybe a four because if john I'm helping John out here a little bit. If John specifically beams the scenes that John has seen where Enrique is interacting with Kaz, that would be pretty convincing that it's not a for-your-own-good sort of imprisonment. Wait, really? I'm not so sure about that, because there's only been one scene that John knows about, and that scene did not seem very hostile to me. It was pretty neutral, I would say. It was like a neutral interaction. It's more of the image of Kaz torn apart being put in Enrique's pocket. All right, so that specific image is what you want to impart. And Nick has said he thinks... It would be a manipulation of the truth, but it would be more effective. It would still be a four, though. All right. Wait, wait, wait. What is the manipulation of it? Am I misremembering what happened? Well, like, Enrique wasn't the one that tore up Kaz, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, the implication is that Enrique, Enrique did Kaz that. But Enrique yeah. kind of did do that. Kaz began to reform in Enrique's presence, and their limbs were coming together with sinuous shadows. And then Enrique just waved his hand and split them apart again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. That did The happen. Headless Horseman thought they were like pulled out of there and they could go back to Agave, and then Enrique was like, no... No, I'm I'm keeping you. Yeah, that I wouldn't just find that as a neutral interaction. Fair enough. All right, John, what what tags you got for us? Impart plot lines. The horseman and has maybe resignation. Okay, so you're gonna be at a minus four. You got a Hang minus on four. A sec. Hang on a sec. Do I have help points for John? No one has help points for John. Help no. points here would beggar bad. belief. Well, Kaz could use a help point on John. Oh my god, I'll allow it. I don't have one, though. I, I have taken help points on John with right. Kaz before. That's In that case, I won't allow happened. it. I'm going to make a ruling here, guys. You're not allowed to use a help point on someone if you don't have any help points on that person. <laughs> wow. I didn't know how resources worked in this game before. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I had to put my foot down, but I... Fear that if I didn't do that, things were going to get out of hand. I think here the narrator, here the narrators as the general tag, and also the. I like um, that. Okay, with a minus four. Let me give you a minus four right now. I'm doing it. Oh, that is a four. It was a decent roll. <laughs> it does give him attention. And that what is the negative consequence for this? Maybe a crack. Why a crack? Just for the hell of it. Cracking. I'm thinking cracking death of the party makes sense or featherweight because I feel like every time he tries to do something, it like cracks his logos, like incredibly boring personality. But it's up to you, Noah. Do you think that's fitting? I think a good hard move would be that one of us notices that he's in the other room. What? (laughs) You just look over to your left and he sat there. He just like he's just like he's in the sandwich. Yeah, he is. He's just at a bench <laughs> eating a sandwich right now. <laughs> Wait, 
wait, what? This was, I a, thought this was, was last time. This was all in the. This was first of all, yeah. we had a double downtime, which is oh, like yeah. weeks later. And second of all, this entire conversation is happening happening in a group chat. You're right. We're yeah. not in the so maybe he's maybe he's at his new job. Maybe maybe he cracks. Oh, that's uh, the hard move, dude. Office. That's such a good hard move. The hard move is that someone sees him working for the Aranios Hotel. <laughs> that's really weird, right? Wouldn't that be a really strange? Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold on, sight. hold on. So hitherto, you've noticed that um, the text bubble of John's phone has been in green font, and now it's in blue font, which is really weird because that only happens when you've got a certain type of phone. Uh, and <laughs> upgrading a phone on his old job salary is just kind of like out of the question. So something's fishy. Like he's clearly. Like, either he's saved up for a very long time or he's moving up in the world. <laughs> I think I like that a lot, but I, I I think it should be a little more direct. I think it should be someone literally, like, Tish is advertising for Aranio, so maybe Tish sees John working for Javier. Well, I don't think that he's, yeah, we'll see. A funny uh, yeah. scene, though, of, like, Tish doing the ad deal where she client, where she scales the tower and she looks at a window and Sean just, like, at a computer. <laughs> Dude, that's such an awkward moment because they, you guys worked so hard to break him out of that specific tower. And yeah. Tisha's like climbing the tower, looks in the luxury suite, and she just sees him like lounging there, just yeah. hanging out. You need me to break you out again? Yeah. yeah, I don't think John has ever lounged. He is always hunched at some kind of device. Posture is off. What was that, Noah? Noah, you said he wouldn't be lounging there? No, he wouldn't be lounging there. He would be warm-tonguing Javier, like, constantly. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what that's what uh, Emma would see, is Mr. Jonathan Doe warm-tonguing Javier. You guys can all picture that in your minds. Keep your forked tongue between your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> your words are poison. That's my hard move. So Javier's just, like, doing bench press, right? And John is just, like... There in his ear, <laughs> whispering. Javier's <laughs> making you pretend to spot, but we all know he's not going. He's not doing anything. He's just there to whisper in his ear. <laughs> Javier in his like private gym studio, bench yeah. pressing dozens of literal plates. tons. <laughs> yeah. John Meanwhile, is John is like knelt down on the floor, just like. Are you in need of assistance? <laughs> <laughs> have you fallen and you can't get up I, so is this coming with a crack by the way i think the hard move should just be the knowledge i don't think it should be a crack okay. plus the knowledge i agree with that in general i think tish would hear like through muted glass like hey i i, I think that um there's someone that uh i would find very useful in my department and that is a certain ver cholgaz <sighs> John is saying this to Javier. Yeah. <laughs> As he's actively texting you information that sabotages the Aranios organization. He's texting you information that sabotages Aranios. Meanwhile, you're hearing him whisper in Javier's ear, you should get Ver. <laughs> you should recruit Ver as well. Just, take... yeah. <laughs> Just get Ver. I'm going to ask him if he knows where Ver is. Wait, <laughs> did you know where he is this whole time? Texting. 
I only recently figured it out when Marcus narrated it, and that's the word-for-word -word text that you receive in response. <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot and send it to Marcus. <laughs> or, sorry, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Marcus person? Yeah, I think he does respond to that Marcus. That is not a I've character. Never I've never heard him personally name that. Like, I don't know a Marcus. Just the screenshot and then, like, double question marks. <laughs> yeah. Is it accompanied with a picture of uh, the worm tonguing in the gym? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just question my liege. <laughs> God, we have so many plot threads. Okay. So we still have to break Allie out, but we also now know that John is trying to get Vare into the tower. By the way, uh, well, why were we doing all that? <laughs> I lost it. We're trying to figure out if we should rescue Kaz right now. Oh, right. So John texted... John what, tried to implant part, plot lines into Agave's mind, and Agave... It didn't work at all, and Agave has no awareness, and Agave still thinks Enrique's a chill dude. I'm, um, I'm back. I'm, I'm with it. You know, guys... That we it, now know that he's worm-tonguing Javier. <laughs> yes. It, w it would just be, I think, really, really interesting if someone answered answered Tay's question about what Kaz was doing the last time anyone saw them, which was having a private chat with one of Agave's siblings. Like, literally being like, let's take this outside. But also, yeah. we could just not do that. I, I do feel like there is, you guys do have narrative scaffolding. It is up to you to decide whether you're- <laughs> Oh my god, would you look at that, Will? Would you look at that? My, my, how the tables have turned! Rushing me! Oh my god. How the tables have turned, motherfucker. I hear you, Ren. I'm actively trying to untangle what we do about all this. I Is know. Marcus really quiet for anyone else? I turned no. him up just now. I've got um, the max volume, and you were shouting, and I could barely hear you, man. No, I just wanted to be a little shit just then. And it worked. It worked so well. Hello, hello. Yes, hello. you're sounding good. You're sounding I, good. It, it sounds good. I just had to turn you up a bit. Anyway, I, I don't know why Enrique would kidnap Kaz, but I don't see why that couldn't be a possibility. Uh, you're going to get a text that Kaz kidnapped Armando after the Silver's Gym fight, and then Kaz was kidnapped by the Aurenios family. John's just doing all the work now. Good job, Is this John. in like a group chat, or is this directly to Tay? To the group chat. Who hasn't been kidnapped at this point? Sheesh. Why would Kaz kidnap Armando? He's like he's like a teddy bear if, if a teddy bear was sad. Oh. That's oh, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of bad. He's kind of like Encanto, but then his family abuses him instead of singing. Kind of rough. What? <laughs> no, everyone loves him. <laughs> everyone loves him. He's the only one who's got any magic. <laughs> no, no, I'm with that mom. Agave, I hate to break this to you, but Tish and I watched your father slam his head through a table. I, I have it on tape. It seems horrific for me to send that to you. But, like, you need that to reckon with reality. That doesn't sound like my reality. father. You need to reckon with reality, man. 
John texts the group saying, can confirm Aranios family is violent mob family. <laughs> Maybe Armando got into a fight with my dad and then Kaz rescued him. And it's all just one big misunderstanding. We could work this out with a short conversation. Okay, this John guy is clearly somehow reading all of our texts anyway. Can we all just be in the same group chat? Why would that matter to Tay of all people? Well, it doesn't, but it thinks it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, th I would think the opposite. Remember when you were talking about how like all that dead code on websites would be really cool? I feel like Tay yeah, would enjoy this form of interaction. Right. You're completely right. I feel like Tay, Tay would be like, that. this causes no inconvenience to me, but the fact that Jason is like juggling three different group <laughs> chats right now, each with right. like modulo one member. You convinced me completely. Tay doesn't say that at all. Ren says that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So John is going to send a, a, another text. When... I was beat up when you saw me in the labyrinth. Uh, that was due to Santiago torturing me for information after Kaz delivered me to your tower. Second off, Valencia is currently, uh, obviously, as you know, has subsumed the will of Lee into their person uh, and oh, is now works tutoring uh, Lee's daughter, which is also weirdly her daughter now. It's complicated. Come on, man. John taketh from my characters and John giveth away. Robert is going to send a message back saying, John, we haven't seen you in a long time and this is an <laughs> awful lot. Can we please, like, meet about this? This is a lot to take in. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot to share. Would you like to meet in person? Currently on the clock, no can do. Sends that text immediately whispers all the information you're giving him to Javier. I don't think he's doing that. I think I, I think he knows better than to uh tell Javier he's potentially putting barriers between Agape and the family. That was just a troll. That that wasn't real. Um How dare you. Jason asks, when's the next time you're available to meet? Hours unknown. Depends on when boss is sleeping. Oh my god, always on call. The Wait, nightmare don't scenario. you work at like an architecture firm? Found new employment. Where? Congrats. Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Agave sends the, uh, like, um... The confetti emoji. <laughs> yeah. Can I try and, like, track John's cell? At this very moment, John is going to ask Javier to destroy his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... Javier crushes the, it in one hand. The thing is, Tish just sent yeah, a picture of John worm-tonguing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what you see is John finish texting the group and then hand his phone to Javier, who electrocutes it and then crushes it into cinders. And then puts it in a faraway box and it goes oh, far yeah. away. And I'm with Teach. I'm like watching Teach and I'm watching this guy type all this. Yeah. <laughs> Just the instant. Literally the John instant. Tay is sad because I think it wanted to legitimately talk to you. I think it really wants to know what your whole deal is. I think it kind of likes you. I actually, I think it's like, wait, 
this is so invasive. This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Tay. God damn it. What a voyeur. How relatable. I think I think Tay is intrigued by John. And it's 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 on the fence about John because it's not sure what John's motives are yet. But it kind of seems like they're in the same lot. It's very intrigued by John. It's ambivalent. It has strong positive emotions and tr- strong negative emotions. At this point, DeRoy will message the group chat saying, so who are we is- cracking out of the safe house first? I think we've got to save Allie. Um, and then once we have the bigger group, we can save Kaz. I think Kaz will be the easier one because we just need a short conversation with Enrique. I don't, I don't think that's true, buddy. <laughs> how will we know where enrique is (laughs) i do also think we need to find a way to treat ali's health problems before we bust her out otherwise okay that's not really how it works i don't know we risk some minor injury and just sending her back yeah that actually is how it works that's accurate also it's very still in a sewer hole because that doesn't sound very nice (sighs) we don't know where he is um, John said he does, but I haven't been able to get him to talk about it. I've been trying to speak with him in person. He's really evasive, though. We also just watched uh, Tish and I just, just watched him destroy his phone, or rather have Javier destroy his phone. Do we need to Sorry, talk like a John? Ha- ha- Javier, like Agave's dad. Yeah, Tish and a John phone. knows him? Tish sent a photo, right? Was that Robert, a like opens his text and look and and sees the photo? <laughs> he, he wasn't looking at that group chat at the time. <laughs> there are three many. Of them. Yeah, there's the group chat without Deroy. There's the group chat without John. See, Agave is trying to see what's wrong with this and sees nothing. Robert sees that everything is wrong with everything, and he's like. <laughs> being tugged by so many plot threads in so many different directions. Look, it's okay <laughs> if you guys don't start with me. The, the other people seem more urgent, and that's fine. It's fine. You guys interrogate John. I'll get Allie. Then we'll meet up in the burgers. How are you going to interrogate John? Why are we interrogating John? I know where Bear is. There's just a, a deep pit in my stomach right now, intending to go to the Aranios Tower to get John. <laughs> I know. Really I know. Just instinctually to me. Just instinctually, I just feel really bad Every second it. I think about it, I age like a president. You <laughs> I, we we are not just rehashing the same fucking tower fight. Over no, over. it's completely different, dude. It's completely different. It's completely yeah, because this time, uh, this time he's not be getting his ass kicked. This time he's in luxury while he's waiting. Like they said, it's just going to be a quick in conversation in and out. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. Kaz isn't there. Lee isn't there. Kaz could be there though. It's a new roster. It's new. It's new everything. It's a completely different scenario. Javier's there. That's a big change. I think, yeah, Robert is going to start leading the group to start to uh, bring up leads on how to track up, track down John. Just ask, look, I know that guy's slippery, but does anyone know how we could get in contact with him? Or, God, is he even going to leave the tower? Wait, isn't 
Tish doesn't can't Tish just go inside the tower? Isn't she just allowed mm-hmm. now? Also, Agave yeah. is has she's an employee. Standing invite to see their father at all times. Tish, what if you just like knock on the window and wave right now? Like, oh, do you <laughs> think Javier would be excited about that? I, I, I feel like he might. John turns and waves at Tish right now, and then does like, <laughs> the neck, like no symbol. Don't do that. <laughs> Robert's gonna say he did seem very excited to meet her, and Tay is telling you to do it. Robert's telling you to do it. John is drawing a line across his neck. What do you do? Tish is like, okay, I'm pretty sure he can read my mind at this point. So she thinks really hard. Like, John, I want to talk to you. Come meet me downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting one. It is. That is an interesting one. John's going to tap Javier's shoulder and say, uh, hey, Tish is waving at us. I I, I know her from prior work. I'm going to go out and uh, talk to her for a bit. Oh, it worked. <laughs> really can't read minds. <laughs> and then we have a scene where John's in an elevator listening to elevator music. Do 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 do. Do like the contrast the elevator music that's constantly playing as a soundtrack, or is it just the exact same tune layered on top of itself? It's definitely that tune. It is absolutely that tune. <laughs> Late is the hour in which this conjurer chooses to appear. Lath spell, I name him. Ill news is an ill guest. <laughs> okay, right. so... Uh, Aronios Tower. Out. Yeah, so, so Aronios Tower is deeply under construction. There's a large uh, addition to the top being made. It seems like they're like slowly expanding uh, that in like this metallic structure um, that's very smooth on the exterior. The lobby was already luxurious, but now it's accommodating in a way. It, it's both grandiose and welcoming. Uh, it makes you feel at home, and it's not even finished yet. You can tell that once the space has been changed, the hotel itself will be inexperienced. You'll be able to find whatever you want there. The campus, which abuts the hotel, is growing as well to have attractions. And there's even a GGG corner being added into the block abutting the tower itself. We're going to be here, like, legally. It's very strange. <laughs> I feel like I don't, I'm not supposed to be in here. <laughs> You're allowed to be here legally. Comes <laughs> very quietly through your Bluetooth earbud. So, John, um, everyone's kind of been panicking about Ver, and you just know where he is? What's the deal, man? Um, I know that he <laughs> is currently in the company of this universe's version of DeLacy because. There uh, is Frankenstein. What? <laughs> yeah. There um, is in the labyrinth, and it's kind of been a plot point. Uh, Can you just give me a Google Maps pin? Trouble finding <laughs> him. And at this point, your puppet operator, Emma, is kind of forcing this conversation on us at the behest of these other puppet operators. Um, and my puppet operator is droning kind of on and on because there is this is a little this is a little much profits are so rarely understood into tisha's ear (laughs) unsure if john will automatically hear this is going to say did you just say 
is Frankenstein. Like how Kaz is the headless horseman. Yeah, yeah. Is Frankenstein like Kaz is the headless horseman? Yeah. What about For what it's worth, I think the mist would work extremely hard to occlude that information immediately. So you might mm-hmm. hear it, but you it would be impossible to remember that, to retain that information. I think Tay notices that. I don't think Tay can transcend the mist. Wouldn't the main takeaway be that it's so surprising that John can read your mind, even though you are an electrical construct, that it immediately fades away? I haven't seen any evidence of that. What? John literally just narrated a response to your question as it was going through your head. Tay doesn't have an internal monologue. Tay said that to Tish. Oh, gotcha. If, John, I was thinking about that, but that would be me invoking eldritch horror on John. Even, I mean, he experiences a lot of that already, but that would be Ren narrating like a complete deluge, you know? I don't see any reason to do that to you, John. John can talk about the mythoi all he wants, but no character is going to be able to retain that information or use it. The mist will not allow that. John, I respect the whole, like, speaking in riddles bit you got going on, but can you just give me, like, a street number or something? I don't have a street number. I know a person that I need to find. We're working Mm, on that. That's what this organization will help with, hopefully. Working on it. All right. (laughs) Text the group, guys. He's working on it. Oh, my God. The most unsatisfying (laughs) response ever. Can you hear what I'm saying to Tish right now, John? He can hear everything. He reads minds. It's a little different than that. I hear the narrators. Does that stick? I think Tay thinks you're delusional. I don't think the mist would block that, because that's your power. That's that's you expressing your power. But yeah, I don't think, I don't know, it'd be hard to believe. I think that Tay believes that you believe that and pities you for it. I think uh, Tay's is like a reflection of its own relationship with its mythos as something that almost tries to deceive oneself. And verbatim, John is going to parrot those thoughts out to Tay. That's really interesting because there was no verbatim to Tay. That was, wow, you, you just like translated that. Yeah. Tay's, like, inner workings are going a mile a minute right now. Which is exceptionally slow for Tay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a mile for a a fraction of a fraction of a second. Oh, man, that is, All right, cool. We done here? Can I, like... Uh, I guess. (laughs) Are you you really going to be working here, man? Maybe Uh, never. For for now, yeah. How fast can you process information? As soon as it happens. Oh, man. Except that's not exactly, you know, true, because it's at our limitations. And I'm not... John, right now I could do a scene where you, like, experience what it is like to be Tay for a second, but I don't think I'm going to do that to you. So I think well, we're we, just going to I'd also prefer you didn't do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is I would do, like, a one-minute description... And be like, and a bunch of information is conveyed that I'm not going to (laughs) say. But John knows. Anyway. We could stretch this moment out to an eternity for John, but we shouldn't do that. We're not going to do that. Let's not. Yeah, a lot of stuff would go bad in the meantime. That would be such a fucked up thing to do. So I do want to reiterate, John has been doing what we asked. 
And we are just dangling the idea of causing an eternity to, in a moment for him. We're saying uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I really don't know why we're doing that. I use the royal we here. It's just a troll. Yeah. We're just it's trolling. Just troll. I'm not even yeah. trolling. I was just caught up in the existential horror of that, if I'm being honest. Don't get too caught up in it, because then he will literally get caught up in it. It sucks mm-hmm. to be John, dude, but let's let's keep going. Let's take a break. Where exactly were we? I've completely lost track of the story. I have no idea. The narrative scaffolding has transformed into a labyrinth that I'm wandering around with no bearing whatsoever. Okay, so Tish and John were right about to part ways. Uh, I think Tay is going to That's true. Say the most unsatisfying meeting ever. Into the- <laughs> what are you going to do to help us? I'm working on it. Okay, into bye. That was the most. Yeah, that was very Tish core. <laughs> That was, Tish, that was the unique interaction between Tish and John, <laughs> creating a confluence of just nothing at all. <laughs> Cancels out completely. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a perfect nullification. She's it's like a balance. He's balance perfectly boring and she's perfectly interesting. Incredible. Oh my god. And it is canonical that John, prior to being awoken, did just watch Tish Unleashed streams to feel a secondhand sense of excitement. Yeah. I don't know what it is when I'm around you, John, but I just feel like I'm slowly vanishing or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe she said that to him. Anyway, bye. <laughs> wait, <laughs> Chucks up the deuces. And be like, wait, where is John? What? He's right in front oh, of not you. Not John. The fuck. The <laughs> Ren, Ren had a fucking word exchange moment. Wait, where is there? By DeLacy. We yes. don't know where the fuck or whom the fuck that is. Actually, wait. I feel like Tay would actually immediately scrub the internet for that name. I should make a roll real quick. Ease of access, technological fluency, algorithmic monsters. I feel like indelible connection, maybe. How hard do you think DeLacy is to locate? Scale of one to six, Marcus. Uh, Minus zero. This is easy. Okay. Maybe I do know where the fuck this is. It's a lot of tags. Twelve. Wow. All right. Three questions. Where is DeLacy? You find that he's an elder gentleman who's recently moved into subsidized housing in the labyrinth. Wait, so just from the one name DeLacy just gets all that immediately? It's a very um, uncommon name. Well, we got on. the full narration. We got the full narration, so I think I'm cross-referencing the name DeLacy with people who've moved into subsidized uh, housing in the underground network. All right, that's fine. I guess I was also assuming that John gave it a first name, which I didn't actually... I don't know if it's actually accurate. Just to remind everybody of the rules, John hears whatever Craig hears, but not necessary, not the same thing as what is put out in the podcast, right? So anything that we say while this bear is in our uh, Discord chat is fair game for John to hear. Now, I know that Marcus and I have talked about DeLacy because Marcus went on an extensive description of various interactions with people in the labyrinth. All right, that's fine. His full name is DeLacy Hennenberg. John can relay that if he wants. 
I feel like regardless, Tay just found it out. Like, I feel like that's easily believable that it just cross-referenced because we knew John, uh, that Vera was in a sewer hole. It just very easily cross-referenced names related to the underground network with the name DeLacy. That's fair. But John does also now have the option to just text you the full name if he wants to, to confirm, double-check. Yeah. Anyway, the answer, that question has been answered. Damn. Actually, no, John won't do that. Okay, that's that's fine. Ted knows the name. Um, it's oh god, what even are the other clues? I'm just gonna bank these two clues because right. I feel Write like down. those are clues about Delacy. Write down your Delacy clues. Those will probably be useful later. Yeah, I've got the Aristocat song stuck in my head now. About Thomas O'Malley, <laughs> it's Abraham Delacy. Giuseppe Casey. Actually, John, you've been incredibly helpful. Thank you for your assistance. And Tay is going to text Rob. Uh, I think I know where Ver is. Like the address. Whoa, we got him. You just immediately text back where. I'm not sure I should tell you that. Do you think he wants to be found? Didn't we determine I that he could be I going to ask one more question to John. conversation already. Yeah. The investigation revealed he was, in fact, in incredible danger. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. I wasn't sure if that was still true. Um, yeah, Tay is going to give Rob the address. Yeah, he's going to call everyone up and like forward that to everyone and say, meet me here, we need to find out what's happening. I go Let's there. go. <laughs> Can someone give me a ride? I, uh, I don't have a car. Still. Jason Ever? is taking public transport, as always. I'll take public transport with Jason, maybe. Meet up on a train station. Yeah. All right, excellent. Uh, Marcus, would you like to describe what this place is? Yeah, it's a one of the recent developments of subsidized housing under in the, the underground network. It is surprisingly close to where you were in Mute. It, it was where we checked in Mute, um, but it was the crossroads. Before, uh, there was a certain crossroads you went to. Yeah, it was just that before knowing uh, to look for Delacy, we had no idea where to how to find him, even though it was he was right under our nose. Um, <laughs> you go and, back to that yep. same old crossroads. Yeah, and once we get underground, you start seeing a tended thicket of uh, leafy plants lit by the new uh, sunlights or the skylights. Ooh. The skylights have not been put in yet. It, th those are going to take a really long time. Like, this is years of construction we're talking about, right? In the interim, there are some... Yeah, I think this uh, is a region where they've started cutting out the stone, yes. some of the stone above it for it. So they, some local planters and, not planters, like gardeners have started to take advantage yes. of the light, even though the construction's not finished. And what is the specific plants in this region, would you say? What kind um, of plants are we talking about? Are we thinking flowers? Are we thinking vines? Are we thinking um, hedges? Leafy vines. Leafy sedges, vines. maybe? Tubers and roots. Leafy vines. I'm not sure about sedges, but there are some small hedges. Okay, so um, there's hedges, with, but not uh, sedges. Hedges, Got not it. sedges. Leafy vines climbing up the walls. Mm -hmm. Like pothos? Yeah. Including one you see that's not even in any kind of planter box. It's just growing out of a patch of dirt in a hole in the ground. Okay, so we got a perimeter of vines and like a vine just popping out of the hole in the ground. Earlier, there's a scene where Ver ground a hole in the stone and planted something there. Yeah, and yeah. you can see that it's now a vine. 
Okay, so we've got, just to reiterate, we've got hedges, not sedges, and vines on the edges. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, Noah's got it. Noah figured it out. We got there. We got there. Let's go. Noah is the absolute Let's foremost amongst go. us. Foremost among us. That's why he earns the title. He earns that, that title phone, week after my week. My phone audio cut out right then because my laptop died. What was said? That was so Sounds high. Like, oh. You're going to have to listen to the recording. You're going to have to listen to the recording, I unfortunately. I was um, planning on it, but... I was talking about how there's uh, there's no sedges, but there are hedges. And growing up the walls, there's vines. So there's uh, hedges, but no sedges with vines on the edges. Fuck All yeah. the way up to the tops of the ledges? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, no, it's carefully pruned to avoid uh, interfering with construction. Marcus, why did you shut that down? Come on, then. Uh, Just give it to him. Just give it to him. It's free. No, no, no. Noah had it perfect. I will accept no notes. That's true. That's why Nick it's is valid. not the foremost among us. Yeah. bullshit. Nick is a fake creature. <laughs> it doesn't make him the foremost among us. Yeah, Nick defies categorization and hierarchical yeah. rankings. He is simultaneously every place at once and also none of them so anyway you all make it to this intersection where you see the vines um that's it that's and... what you see <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i didn't know prep for this part i didn't think you'd get here i prepped for everything except this <laughs> that's why i was like marcus you do it i mean <laughs> I have things ready. It's just that Rob oh, yeah. talked about how Robert can't be the one to initiate this. He's here to observe to avoid accidental intrusiveness. That's right. So what 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 is meant by that is like you guys already had a conversation about how Robert should not be the one to initiate. I'm gonna go knock on the door. We get a flashback per second, right? Yeah. Yep. We haven't used them in a long time, but yes. Cool. You're gonna flash back to John sending a text to Vare even before the group chat conversation. Vare has a phone? Vare yeah, a because burner. this is in the past. Yeah, oh, Agave gave him a burner. Oh yeah, that's right. And Would he have taken it with him out the hole in the wall? Because he did leave in the middle of the night. Also, how does John get that number? John was in constant contact with Vare during Vare's stay with the Mardaves. Oh yeah, that's right. They left together. Wait, no, no, no. The timeline does not add up. When they left together, Vare did not have a phone. Ver got the phone after parting ways with John. Can we just tell John the phone number? <laughs> you want that to happen? Yeah, it's fine. All right. That's the whole point of his character. John would have said, oh man, now I feel bad about what I'm going to say. John uh, would have sent a text to Ver saying the group is on their way and there's also a job opening at Arrhenius Tower for him. I don't think Ver responds at this time. All right. So Agave is knocking on the door of this place. As Agave knocks, I think I go into a scene. Yep. Ooh. There I lay, eyes locked on my first mentor. I felt the blood retreat from my extremities. Shock and terror became a python constrictor around my every last capillary, my gut, my veins, my fists. And there he stood. Feeling God knows what, his face and body remained stone still. How frightening I must have seemed there. A mass of fauna beneath his home. So close he could feel the heat. 
the warmth of his radiating hearth. An inviting warmth seemed to uplift me in that moment. Invite me upward, away from the cold and the wet. My terror maintained its grip on me, tightening its auroboric grasp on my vascular system. I could have sworn to you that my very blood was invaded by an evil, icy slurry. Then, with the sudden strength of a flood bulldozing the dikes, something in my body gave. I felt an uncanny start like waking from that awful dream in the Murray house and falling to the ground. And once again, my body took control from me. It sprung to its feet, with me as a passive observer. Its fists, my fists, struck the floor with all my strength. At the same time, I heard a knocking, far distant, but what was louder, I could hear a quarry from De Lacy's companions over what had happened. Then his own voice. A beast! A monster! So you don't get any of that. What you get is, who do you think answers the door? Does anyone answer the door? No, it's about the time Agave knocks, you hear a, a loud thud coming from deep inside and then people running around in there. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Do you guys need help? Should we bust Were you like it moving a couch and then you dropped it because I knocked? Uh, no answer. I'm busting in. Bam! Yeah, we gotta get in there. Let's go. All right, take the risk roll. All right. Do you think it would be hard for Tish to bust into this place, Marcus? I don't think so, but I do think there are consequences depending on how that goes. <laughs> For instance, getting seen busting down the door of, like, a kindly old man in the neighborhood is not a great look. Oh. Um, especially since, like, none of the passersby were close enough to hear what you've heard. That's an 11. Describe it, Emma. Gave's like, did you guys drop a couch? And I'm just like, all right, I'm going in. Just punch, straight up punch the near the doorknob like I heard that you do from movies. <laughs> and also, like, use some corrosive wind. Yeah, so it's a capoeira punch. On it's a hinges. flowing, dancing punch. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, bag around <laughs> your neck belches. And little green <laughs> wisp. Like trails out and dissolves the hinges. She just punches it off the hinges. It explodes inside with the force of the air blast. I'm imagining like a spinning kick, but yeah. Oh, spinning <laughs> kick. Inside the building, it's a freshly moved into, uh, quaintly decorated home. There's a door at the back of the room. And as the door busts down, a bunch of strong gym bros turn around <laughs> to look at you. Uh, hey. <laughs> Who are you? Wait, here's wait, 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 wait. I have a question, Marcus. Would yes. there be a lot of visual decorations in this place? It doesn't look like the decor of an old man. It looks like the decor of these gym bros you're seeing. Got it. Hey, we gotta notice that maybe there might be a missing person here, but then we also heard like a loud bang noise and like distress. So like Tisha's here to help? I kind of thought the hostage situation would be a little more obvious. I think they're extremely <laughs> upset at having their door just getting kicked down. <laughs> There's four guys there right now. Three of them are going, like, continue going into that uh, room. The other one turns to look at you and, like, 
holds his arm in front of the door in a defensive pose. What you got back there? Loved ones who aren't taking visitors. Oh. <laughs> Can I use a banked Delacy clue? Sure. I feel um, like they would try to fight you. I honestly um, <laughs> think they might try to fight Tish. Tish just kicked down their door. I mean, yes, but they're not going to jump on her. They're going to be more defensive than aggressive. They're going to be like, get away from here right now. Get yeah, out of my house. That's what's trying to be communicated by him so far, and it's we're going to see if it escalates. All right, what's your clue? I, I feel like I maybe can't directly ask who are these people. You can directly ask that. Why wouldn't you be able to directly ask that? You can, you can ask directly that. ask anything. Okay, who are these people? Who are these people? Um, so think about how Tay would come to get to this knowledge, right? It would have to be via pictures on social media, maybe? Yeah, and yeah. also like understanding who's related to whom, if there are any blood relations here. Uh, okay. Looking at people who occupy nearby places, even looking at CCTV footage so, on the surface so to track them down. I don't think you need that. There's going to be ample photos of these people together. Um, mm -hmm. DeLacy is a respected like trainer, and these are all uh, athletes that are, by all accounts, really look up to him and have resolved to take care of him since his uh, athletic career was ruined by a construction accident. Yeah, you would get a photo of DeLacy helping train one of these people, and then you yeah. could track their social media accounts, and you could see that they're all aspiring athletes. They're yep. trying to and go from there. Pro. You would find that a lot of these athletes are. Uh, taken up word of DeLacy's physical needs um, out okay. of respect. There are college athletes at the D1 level who aspire to go pro. I have my third question. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Does this guy know Gamma Jojo? No. Oh, man. God damn Wait, really? no? Absolutely really? Not. He's certainly heard of her, but they haven't met each other. Agree. Oh, god damn it. That was going to be the ace in the fucking hole. That was the one thing. That was the one thing that could have saved us. Wait, but the gym bros know JoJo for sure. Yeah, JoJo is well known. Up yeah, they, they haven't true. met. They know of JoJo. DeLacy hasn't met her, but some of the gym bros might have been like publicly swamped by her in one competition or another. But that's as close as they've really gotten. Well, they're not really at her level. Yeah, it's kind of like knowing Tom Brady. Like, they were exhibition matches. She was supposed to be gentle, but she didn't know what that meant. And I now have record of this. And Tay is going to say in Tisha's ear very quickly, uh, Tish, by the way, these people have been destroyed by your grandmother in professional sports. And uh, this guy's an athletic trainer, and you might be able to say that you want to learn from him. Uh, maybe you do mm, want to learn from him. I don't know. Who hasn't been crushed by Gamma, though? <laughs> Everybody. Um... Those who've never played. I think maybe if the sport was just invented, it takes Grandma Joe about five minutes to drive to that yeah. location. <laughs> yeah. She like, runs. As soon as a sport is invented, she immediately starts sprinting towards the direction of the first game. Oh, no, she drives too. Yeah, she does F1. Yeah. That's true, but I guess it depends on the terrain. Drives, <laughs> flies a plane, paraglides. It doesn't depend on the fastest. terrain, actually. Yeah. It depends on whatever she's in the mood for. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot more true. Because, like, you might be doing F1 over a road, but over, like, a savanna, you're doing motocross. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like, but being in the savanna puts her in the mood for motocross <laughs> instead of F1. Is that That's what yeah. we're saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, if it was in the middle of the ocean, she could drive a car to that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she figured it out. So it's well, completely like, dependent on her You mood. have the cargo plane going overhead, and the back <laughs> opens up, and Grandma Joe comes out in the little, like, minivan, and it, like, twists around, and, like, parachutes open up. <laughs> yeah, Dude, minivan parachuting. Don't question Gamma Jojo's That's ability to drive a jet ski down the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If it's on a skyscraper, she'll jet ski there. She no. don't give a fuck. Chuck Norris's mythos is Gamma Jojo. <laughs> yeah. like, like you've heard of skiing off a cliff and parachuting? She does that with jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, Tish. It's yes. your reaction. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I heard you guys had, like, a really good personal trainer, so I, I just wanted to, like, show off a little bit. See that kick? <laughs> that was, I, that was I, pretty strong. That was right? an audition. <laughs> At that moment, as this is happening, you hear a crash in the back room, followed by, like, scuttling around, and <laughs> this Jimbro's gonna panic and run at you. Whoa. Um, I'm going to try to, like, jump and do the splits right over his head and then continue to the back room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go toe-to-toe. Like frog style. Okay. Fly right over him. How skilled do you think this guy is, Marcus? Scale of one to six. He's a trained athlete. He has... I think he's a two. He matches brawn, but yes, given the stress of the situation, he's a two. Ah, oh, floor is lava. It's still burn. Should have unburned that in downtime. Can I change the game to help Tish out? Change the game to help Tish out. What do you want? I don't know that you have the reaction time. This is happening extremely quickly, right? Tisha needs to leap over this athlete's head as he's rushing her. But I was thinking no. of tossing Tisha sports strength that gives her frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. But, Let's but, do yeah, it. Yeah, like literally as this hap is happening, Vare's mythos is like cursing him to attack the floor to like break out of where he is so all right let's go with agave down. first agave is gonna have the same minus two dude that's such a cool scene this guy starts rushing and as he's doing it a sports drink materializes in your hand <laughs> i want to make a help point wine of ecstasy divine possession bestial transformation enticing escapism what's your help point robert it's because of um, emotional support when Armando confronted Agave. So they feel more reason to support Robert since Robert supported them and it's motivating them. So it's like an empathy for the situation, driving Agave it's into more action. Yeah, which is, I think, kind of a lot of how Agave would operate, that if they feel connected to a situation, they operate much more strongly than if they are just just know that they are connected. I'd say that fits. It's a bit of a stretch, though. I don't know that emotional strength would improve your reaction time. Because to me, the critical component to this is the reaction time. I think it's more just like Agave is on the ball because they know something important is happening to someone they care about. Hence, they have, they're like actually paying attention to the situation around them for once. More action, <laughs> less thinking. All yeah. right. Tish, you get a uh, bright green sports drink. Green for frog. Yep. And I'm going to give you a tier three status of uh, frog legs. Whoa. One time use. Overall, it's going to be a plus one. So I will just give you a plus one to this. There we go. <laughs> Can't miss. 12. <laughs> 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, describe this. Every move. time Tish does something dangerous, no matter how few tags she has, she just always rolls <laughs> incredibly. This is a perfect time to achieve your goal. This is what achieve your goal, the most confusing selection on this result, is made for. 
<laughs> yeah. Nice. So while Tish is like in the middle of trying to explain what she's doing there awkwardly, he starts running at her. She's like, oh, <laughs> starts running at him. And then the, the sports drink just materializes. She's just like, oh, and then chugs it and then just jumps and just flies like her feet are like kind of frog ish. And then she just jumps straight <laughs> over his head. No, it's just a like, tier Wee. three. This is like pretty froggy. <laughs> it's like it's like definitely froggy. I imagine it as an over the thro shoulder throw. So as she takes off, she sees tumbling end over end a green sports drink that is being thrown directly in her into her hands. Grabs it, just instantly opens it and chugs it without giving it a second thought. Her hands turn real froggy, and she just springs right over him. It comes to her hand open. She doesn't open it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Centripetal acceleration alone kept it inside the container. She doesn't need to catch it at all, actually. As it's tumbling <laughs> while open, the liquid just pours out in a perfect line directly into her mouth. And then she just springs over the guy. I could use some air to tornado it into my mouth. <laughs> oh my god, she creates an air vortex that funnels it into her mouth. Like, uh, you know, in Zero-G, how the liquid is in a bubble. And Tish just sort of jumps up and, like, sucks all of the juice down. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Wee! All right. So she's jumped toward the back. Upon landing, she's immediately going to have to face danger against two other guys. Oh, boy. Because there's yeah. a lot of people here. Because as this guy uh, runs under, he's, he's going to start shouting, like, Who are you? Get out of our house! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Link to move. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have any more help points on Tish. Rough. Wait, did I use Kapoira in the last one? I don't think I did. No. Okay, cool. Another go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You jump over the first guy at, directly into the waiting arms of the other two guys. <laughs> I'm imagining them like, ha, ha and then the guy behind the door frame just punches me straight in the face. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, one of them's a basketball player, one of them's a football <laughs> lineman. <laughs> Do I see anything else in this room, by the way? Besides these guys, what does this room look like? This room is just a undecorated bedroom. Huh. There's the three bros. There's an older man, much skinnier, and uh, more importantly, there's a big hole in the floor through which Vare is climbing out. Whoa! Hey guys, I found. <laughs> I found thud. <laughs> so you will now face danger, which is another linked move against this oh, guy. Oh wait, wasn't I just facing danger? I used all my face danger tags. Like the tags I used were specifically for a face danger roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well I then, I think you I should just rolling. take a tier three status, <laughs> maybe a tier I've two tried. status. The guy you jumped over was the lineman, so it's a good thing he didn't tackle you. But uh, this guy's in <laughs> MMA. It's not good. <laughs> That's right. The first guy is basketball, and the back two are MMA and football. No, the football player is the one that ran at Tish first. He's the big guy that was trying to tackle her and oh, okay, jumped gotcha. over. So the uh, football player is just going to rush and try to tackle Agave now. I don't think that's accurate. His priority is more chasing you away than knocking you over. That's true. He wouldn't go for a tackle. He would so, try like, to shove not you. Not a tackle, it's a push. Yeah, he would try to shove you out of the door. Yeah. So Rude. you could make a face danger roll here. He's trying to block you so the if you fail this you're gonna get like a blocked status that represents a football lineman blocking you out of his house or i guess this house yeah i would like to make a roll when we have a second 
It's going to be a shit roll. <laughs> I do like those. Okay, <laughs> we got uncanny movements, deus ex machina, and lack of self-concern. <laughs> Ooh, you take the full status. So he doesn't hurt you. He is going to shove you out of the door frame. He's like, you know, almost 300 pounds, very, mm. very bulky, and he's going to block. So you're going to take a blocked four status, which represents your inability to get in here. Would it be just me or would it be more of a scene status, though? I think it would be more of a scene status. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm going to put in a blocked four status. Yeah. He's guarding the door frame now that you're out of it. Yeah, so there's now been a separation between you and Tish, who's like deep inside the house right now. Yeah. Who's just yelled out, I see him, I see Ver. Yeah, she's also seen Ver even deeper within. Well, actually, she didn't get the word out. She said, I see, and then right in the mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, let's go with someone who hasn't acted yet. Ren, you said you wanted to do something? Yeah, I'm going to do a convince roll, and it's just a flat convince roll. But just, like, coming from Tisha's, like, phone, there's going to be a very loud, this is a rescue mission! It's, like, as if from a loudspeaker, like, the hidden settings on the phone to actually completely maximize volume. This is a rescue mission. Please let our very ill friend out! Okay. I think you should have a bit of a minus to this, because... I think there should be a severe minus, because there's no <laughs> for rescue missions for large men bursting out of your floor. Yeah. How severe do you think the minus should be, Marcus? I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're buying it at all. You don't think this move should work at all? Like, maybe if there was someone in uniform here, but barring that, no. Mm, so you think I shouldn't even be able to make that role? I think that that should happen in the game, and it should just not work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a flavor thing. Okay, that's fine. Somebody else should act, and then I'll act. Robert still wants to try very hard to de-escalate things and stop the violence. Any ideas? Yes. Um, reflections of what I hold using the, I think, eighth usage of the Cyrus posters. Mm -hmm. So I want to use stateless existence. It creates forces that act on the world to create an air of non-hostility mm -hmm. via the... Um, distilled attitude of Calvin Cyrus's campaign goals. I'm going to give you a chaos status to fight against. I also think that all of my destiny weaknesses apply here. Oh my god, that's devastating. I'm invoking a chaos minus two as well. Damn. Let's go. Eight. You still got it. You had a minus one to that roll. You got an eight. Yeah, and I think what happens is there's like a sense of calm and an aversion to violence that momentarily settles over the minds of everyone here, giving them like a moment of clarity beyond this horrible, horrible misunderstanding. And then they like revert back to the action of it with just a little bit more empathy for either side. You invoke the posters though. How are you using the posters? I'm drawing on the attitude of peace and harmony and community understanding of Calvin's uh, campaign. I also use stateless existence, though. I'm not, like, physically making posters anywhere. This is, mm. like, a feeling of serenity that is in line with Calvin's vision of a healthy community that gives people a moment of clarity that clears up this horrible misunderstanding that's getting us to fight each other. It sounds good. So I'm going to give this scene an empathy one status. Sounds perfect. Robert really One is the use. poster child of reuse and the uh, triangle of reuse, reduce, recycle. <laughs> yeah. Poster child. Nice. Tay is going to attempt to 
construct a like <laughs> you might say a scaffolding of some kind <laughs> like a um a, a hard light path for there something that both blocks off the people in the room from him and maybe if possible like would allow him to go over them i don't think the ceilings are high enough but maybe like bear could like fucking army crawl out mm-hmm what is object feeling connection? That is the status that Tay took after like trying to essentially reconstruct Bear's face with its own body in order mm. to create a like understanding an image of Bear and an understanding of what made the impact. Yeah. Nine. Yeah, so I guess this would be a status in the scene representing a barrier or a pathway. Yeah, it's it's a pathway and a barrier. It's like a tunnel for Ver to get through. It's a safe path. Uh, I'm not sure what that looks like because I don't know what the physical space looks like. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what you're trying to make. Actually, I should have not allowed you to do this. This doesn't make sense. Like they're trying to make a combination of handholds for him to climb out of the hole and shields to stop the dude bros from attacking him. Yeah, that like is a, a great. Oh, like a vertical, like a vertical tunnel going up because he's crawling up out of the floor right now. Yeah, yeah, like almost a little more like a ladder, or that that wasn't like a complete bit. I literally do mean a little like scaffolding. You know how scaffolding raises up and then it's like a flat like piece of metal that can sometimes be at an angle. Like I did actually mean that. Okay, literal hard light ladder useful useful for Versus like hard light ladder materializing around him. He is effectively just scrambling over them to try and get out of here, using them as handholds almost incidentally because they were where he was putting his hand anyway. Perfect. That's what Ted was trying to do. Okay. How's Jason reacting to this? First, I kind of want to gauge the severity of the situation. Does it seem like we have the upper hand? Does it seem like... There is not going to be able to get out of the hole. It's difficult for you to... First of all, you can't see Vare right now. It's very hard for you to ascertain what the situation is. From your point of view, Tish ran inside, and then a very large lineman shoved Agave out of the abode and is blocking the door. That's all you know. And the, the lineman is currently saying, like, bruh, get out. Get out of here, bruh. Do I see this, like, hard light construction? No, no it's that's in the, the house. You're not in the house. You're currently not. You can't see anything except the lineman blocking the doorway right now. I guess you would hear like noises in the back. Yeah. You hear crashing noises, scrambling in the background, as well as whatever Tish is saying. You hear a cry of pain from Tish. I might have to do two rolls because I don't know what's going on here. You could make an investigate role. I need some That's information fine. before I can do what I want to do. Because I have player knowledge that I know what I, I want to do, but I need to get that info to Jason so he can act on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can make an investigate role in addition okay. to another role. Okay, starting with the investigate role, my classic tag for investigate, observant. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, the classic investigate role. <laughs> Although, would that apply in this situation? Does being really observant specifically help you in a situation where you can't see what's behind this guy? Didn't I mean, Tish... I mean, that would just be like picking up on any little clue that happens. Tish said something, maybe the way that Tish is crashing around, maybe the actions of Tay gives me some kind of clue as to like maybe yeah. the situation inside of the house. Tay would have... We would have heard Tay, because that was at like max volume. 
That's true. Tay did literally say, this is a rescue mission. Please let our very ill friend leave. Like, I feel like that's honestly pretty indicative of what's happening. Yeah. Maybe I can burn observant and someone can give me a help point to get me there. Ooh, that would do it. Does someone have a help point to get me here? I have a help point on Jason. Okay. Can we make that happen? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to burn the tag for an investigate here and expect that I get a help point. I will burn my uh, Jason help. What is that from? Do you remember? That is from the scene where he drew out Tay's feelings is what I wrote in my notes, which honestly is not actually that specific or informative because I don't remember which Tay Jason scene that was. That was at the end of the restaurant scene where Jason got everybody together and was like, Hey, what are your feelings on Ver? And like drew the feelings out of Tay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Webb. Maybe there's even like some kind of mythos based foothold for this connection that gives yeah. Jason some information being able to see it. But then again, it was the observant tag that was burned. Yeah. I, I don't see why this isn't just Tay talking to Jason, just giving Jason oh, yeah, the infos. Wait, wait, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you're not Robert asleep. You don't have to make roles to talk to people. No. Yeah. Tay's just giving you the complete play-by-play in your ear. Guys, I've been throwing out one-liners like a fucking idiot the entire time while I was muted. <laughs> God damn it. For what, is, for what is lost. That's tragic. Classic. Okay, so if I have that information, uh, Jason can kind of see what's going on here, and he can visualize the meaning of the scene. The meaning of the scene is there is a seed about to germinate. It's a very primal scene. Ver has been distant, dormant, in danger, in need of help, in need of nutrients, wanting to grow, wanting to become. And this is a scene where the outer casing of that seed needs to break. And that primary root needs to draw in moisture, needs to draw in love and nutrients from the surrounding soil. And that outer casing is blocking us from getting in there, okay? What that hard light path is, is the first root that comes out of the seed. And we need to draw through it and get Ver out of there. Okay, so what is your action? As above, so below for that little connection with the microcosm and the macrocosm there. Yes. So my alchemy theme, we're planning on, or at least I'm planning on, each tag in the alchemy theme is the next step of the alchemical process. Yes. And the one that I don't have would be conjunction, which is like the recombining of things, which I think would be perfect for this. Um, But Mm -hmm. I don't have it yet. Mm, No, I don't think I can force any alchemy tags here. But I do want to. Mm-hmm. I do want to invoke destabilizing reality to get some attention, so I can actually get the tag now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. That. Ma- <laughs> Wait. That makes a lot of sense because it's like the time when you need it is when you learn how to do it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 What I'm trying to do is make the hard light construction better. I'm trying to change the game to make the hard light construction better to get Ver out of there better. So I'm going to invoke mm. theory of theory of forms to amplify the the ideals that the object embodies, make it more like a taproot that gets the nutrients to there. Cool. Let's see if anything else applies That's here. 
Oh, cool. That's so resonant with the intent. Jason's a 10 out of 10 character. God, I love Jason. I love Will, dude. The problem is, is like one role takes me like 30 minutes to try to figure out like all of the meanings, the underpinning meanings of the scene I have to use in every single role. Yeah, it's but so who doesn't love that shit? I love it every time Will does that. Any single person who doesn't love that is welcome to leave. That's like saying, oh, God, the problem with going to Starbucks is that I have to carry out a cup of coffee at the end of it. Yeah, why can't there be a place where I go and I just tell them my name and they yell my name? That's why I go to Starbucks. <laughs> All right, I'm going to change the game. Any help here would be very appreciated. I don't have any. Execute. Oh, I might have one, actually. Eight. Eight. It's two juice. Okay. Two and two make the tunnel two into a tunnel three. Nice. We are now at a tunnel three. So what it looks like is this tunnel, instead of made, being made fully out of hard light, like you can see the walls of the house gain like this outer brown, sort of very fibrous, dense shell. And there's like now there's this tunnel which is soft and supple and drawing and inviting but also protected from the soil around it. And it's ready to convey. It conveys really mm. well. Anything moving through it is, like, propelled. I imagine the scaffolding starts to look more plant-like. Yeah. Like, you're modifying the scaffolding so that it's growing roots. God, like and the... And, like, vines are, like, crisscrossing across it to make it more protective. That's so interesting. The object and the organic... It's a very intentional, geometric, unnatural thing. What is Vare's reaction to that? Vare's acting on instinct. He's continuing to clamor over it as it appears in front of him. I think with this Tunnel 3, he should be able to just get at, like, he's just fully on the surface now. What do you think? On the surface, meaning still in the house, but above ground? Yeah, I think he's going to start running. So in other words, the tunnel has gotten him completely out. Yeah, I think what's going to happen then is he's going to run out the door... The lionman is blocking you from coming in. He's not stopping the uh, thing in there from escaping. He lets it go. Wait, do you think there would be a back door? I feel like Ver wouldn't try to run through the front door that the lineman is blocking. I don't think there is a back door here. It's an underground house. There's probably only one main entrance. And Ver yeah. also doesn't know the layout of this place. He's only ever been underneath it. This city mm. doesn't do shit about fire laws, does it? <laughs> I mean, he goes for the door he sees. Which, it's also the door the path is leading him to, yeah. I think. He goes for the door he knows about. That makes sense. Yeah, he's acting on instinct. He sees a light, he runs to it. Okay, and so what you all see is there. For a lot of you, it's like for the first time you see there. There looks like a face that's been sculpted too perfect and has gone into the uncanny valley almost. He's... Somewhat disturbing to look at, because especially at first glance, he almost looks unhuman, like something in a uh, face-off mask. And he's not in good condition. His hair is matted and dirty. He's still wearing the same clothes from the Murray house, although they've, their condition has deteriorated. He's very tall. He doesn't quite fit in the clothes. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't fit in them well. He has to duck to get through the doorway. He's sprinting. He's going yes. max speed. Yeah. and Long strides. You can tell he's running on terror and instinct. He's not seeing the people in front of him. He's only seeing the path he must take. And that's where we're going to end tonight. Woo! Yeah, it's there. Woo!
Hey, roll credits. Hey, hey. Roll I credits. I love there. Marcus, oh that God. was fantastic. Marcus, that credits was Credits so roll good. over Vare's incredibly uncanny, slightly inhuman face that is just showing abject terror. It's a very creepy image to, that the credits are rolling over right now. Ty likes it. <laughs> not that Vare is upset. If Robert Cody take help on probably everybody right now. How can I not take another help point on Agave? Reduce, <laughs> yeah. Reduce what are you at now? Get up to six. Get up to six help point Agave. <laughs> can I take a help point on Vare? Yeah. How do I input that? You just note it down in your notes. Robert's help point, I'm debating between Tish for her boldness and uh, <laughs> Jason and Tay for actually having what it took to get him out of there. Well, I was going to help you with that, but I don't know how. I think the answer is Tay, because it's the person he least expected to care about somebody. That's great reasoning. We love the reasoning. Tay cares about Vera a lot, dude. Yeah, Robert didn't understand that before, though. <laughs> Vera is like in Tay's top five beings, you know? And it doesn't even know Vera. Can I take a hurt point on John? <laughs> <laughs> What's the rationale behind that? I don't really have a very good reason. Sorry, John. The fact that we caught him two-timing us seems like a good enough reason to me. <laughs> Why? Why did you want to take a hurt point on John? I just wanted to say something funny. <laughs> That's a real hurt point, though, right? I don't think it's going to happen, though. No. no, I just was based on I don't no, um, Will's justification. I don't think yeah. Way's going to allow it. Yeah. No, I think I will take John a hurt should... point on John <laughs> for catching him, oh, two timing us, and worm tonguing the goon. <laughs> hurt points no. are always free. Can I take a hurt point on every like member of the Aronios family who's aligned against us then? No. No, they're not characters. They're not player characters. You can't take help or hurt points on them. They are player characters though. You know, I I think I'll do a difficult questions, Ren. On Tish, because Tish is just fully accepting the body horror of uh, (laughs) transforming into various animals and is just rolling with it. I think John really liked the iconography of Ver as a seed, as something to to change. And also, why does John have a help point on himself? That that's weird. Um, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, that that's <laughs> it's fine. Something fishy's going on there, John. It's yeah, a little I'll sus. Just, I'll delete that. Cool. I think that was it. I think that was everyone. I have a point of order I would like to cover, and it is we need to level up our DeRoy crew theme. We've had that attention for so long, and mm. I put in a quick, easy improvement suggestion. Real quick on cool scenes, uh, Grandma Joe. More <laughs> Grandma Joe lore being dropped in the in the main game. <laughs> Wasn't that a great pull? I felt like a fucking genius when I came up with that. <laughs> I was like, what if Tish could leverage her incredibly cool grandmother? We even have a tag that's just Gamma Joe. Isn't it burned, though? Oldies but goodies. I think yeah, that makes sense. They're kind of not talking right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, does she have cancer in this universe? Not anymore. No. You wrote that into your scene, Noah. Yeah. Um, old Deroy undid that using his extra custodial powers. All right, that's it. Pero sabe.